It makes uh, sense to me. John, how do you feel about turning fake 30? Like, do you want any advice from us? Yeah. What's up? Is it, I heard it's, it gets better. Like, as you, the 30 to 40 period is, is a, be, it's a good period to be a man. I heard. Okay. So, another guy. I will say, I'll say this much 27 to like 32 is when you start like figuring out who you're going to be a person for the most part for the rest of your life. And then, to, if you're in a major city, like, yeah, being a man in your 30s is like completely fine. Yeah. Right. yeah. Although, well, you will hit a certain point where like, your body starts breaking down a little bit. Like I hurt my knee over a year ago and I still have to wear a knee brace if I do anything other than walk. Hang yeah, on. I, I, had a, I had an arm pop out the uh, shoulder socket like three years ago and I still can't move a certain way. So, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, like I was, leaning, I was leaning on the wall to pick up some shoes the other day, and uh, I guess I did something wrong because I was like, "Oh, this isn't right. This isn't right," and I had to like, yeah. Have you tried any ancient Eastern about? medicines? Um, no, I have not, but I feel like you know a lot about those. So, like, I know about ancient Western medicines, mostly steroids. <laughs> have you thought about doing testosterone to help with your joint pain? I have not. Have you thought yeah, about that, doing it? Well, that work is just one of those things that you make up. Honestly, testosterone and human growth hormone will help with so many problems that ail us as men. Like, that should really be the uh, calling card of all these, like, manosphere guys. Like, don't, not like smoking cigars or, like, being a high-value man. No, fuck that. Inject yourself with testosterone. Okay, like, all right. Like OTC, you know? Testosterone right. should be widely available. This I is Nerzy. <laughs> This is Nerzy, the only pro-steroids but also woke podcast on the internet. Um, I'm Drew. I'm here with Slava, Trey, and our producer, John. And today we are going to celebrate America by allowing Slava, a Canadian, to ask us questions about America and talk about Drake's poetry book, uh, whether or not Sublime is good, and why are people throwing shit at people at shows? Anyways. Amongst other first, things. Probably, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> but first, we apparently have to talk about how steroids are good. Well, we don't have to talk about them. It's just a proven fact. Like, you guys are very close to Mexico. I would recommend driving down, grabbing some steroids, and driving back to America, and just doing a cycle. New York is not very close to Mexico. Yeah, Neither is Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's the same country. You're like Drew was like marginally closer to Mexico than I am. Well, whatever Texas then America's Mexico. We're still pretty far away from that. No, yep. no, no. It's well. How did the basketball teams travel overnight then? Huh? Because they're rich and they have planes. Yes. What about the WNBA teams? They also have planes. Yeah. Also, I think they mostly fly like more commercial stuff. Like, because I know the MLS was flying Southwest for a while. So, yeah. They might still be. I feel like I was once on a flight with a member of the Women's World Cup team when they won or something. And people like clapped for them. (laughs) Well, she was like a soldier coming back from Iraq or some shit. Exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> in the in my the building that I live in now, um, there used to be a pitcher for the Blue Jays, Marcus Stroman, who also lived here. And before the elevator was fully finished, so it was a functional elevator, but the interior wasn't finished. So it was just plywood. Everything was plywood. And all the residents of our building covered this like plywood elevator with Marcus Stroman graffiti. So it, it was kind of weird like because you'd go in and you'd be in the elevator to like go home and it would just be like this little box of like, let's go Marcus Stroman. That was oh, pro Marcus a month Stroman or two. Graffiti. No, yeah, it was all like, let's go Stro show like his number, his jersey number and stuff. But it must have been weird for him too. So imagine like going home in your little box of like, I don't know. It was, it was a trippy time. They, they patched that up quickly. <laughs> it's funny because that guy's like addicted to Twitter now that he's not in the league. And so he's just chasing that exact same eye of like being in a box surrounded by praise. <laughs> it must be weird. Yeah. I can't imagine the feeling of like being in an elevator filled with your name, like the Joker style Batman. <laughs> Fun fact for all you guys, an elevator can actually carry 10 times the capacity that it lists on that little placard. How do you know? No, that's like load capacity. It's what I'm studying right now. It's like part of rigging. Like if you're moving equipment or people, there's a different type of capacity that you have to list versus what it actually is. And if you're specifically doing elevator stuff, it's 10x. Oh, so it's like... Okay. So it's like you underestimate in order for like people not to have like a dance party in there. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like okay. if 10 people got on and the capacity said 10, you're fine. Unless they're all Octomom pregnant. Well, then it would be 80 people. No, Octo is 10. But they'd be bait, like little. They it would be way. It would weigh less. Um, you need like, also octo is eight. I don't know. I, I didn't. Okay, I didn't need, want want to break us hard on that one. But yeah. you need ten deca moms. What about squids? They have ten legs. Yeah, but octopus you got, got me there. Yeah. Yeah, you're really using the Chewbacca defense here, buddy. Mm. Um. Anyways. <laughs> We were recording this the day before the 4th of July. And, I did, you're right. Octo, hey. And Slava has... We have opened the floor so that Slava can ask us questions about America. And Because John. he is Canadian. And John. And we will explain these American <laughs> elements to y'all. So uh, we're going to start rapid fire. And um, how many guns do you guys have? That's not Zero. Your <laughs> um, since we said that at the same time i want to clarify i said zero trey said that is none of slava's business it's not really anybody's business but yeah anyway next question was there ever a shooting in the school you went to high school in no no but there was a bomb threat uh when i was in high school there and i once took part as like a student uh, actor-ish in like a school shooter drill. Where Who were you? I was a scared student who there was like shooting happening in other parts of the school. And it was my job and my friend Anna's, shouts out to Anna, uh, to 
like, cr- like not crawl, but sort of like run hunchedly uh, to another building from an exit of the school. I don't know why we had to be there, but it, that was the thing. We had bomb threats at ours as well. And I guess my freshman year, that was back when DC was going through the sniper thing. Oh, man. So we had, oh, man. Yeah, I can't believe they were telling us just to like zigzag to the bus from the building and stuff. Like, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. How, how would that, that information was, uh, get delivered? So at the end of class, like over the PA or your homeroom teacher would be like, okay, so there's a sniper out there. So just when you get outside, just duck and run and cut like that that's what the message would be or would like and no it wasn't like an official thing but there would be like some teachers or like other people's parents told them to do it so they would tell us to do it and stuff <laughs> okay and it's like, it would get around what good good yeah. society all right so yeah because like hang in the parking lot because my school was like shared across the street was rock creek park which like everybody assumed like oh that's exactly what he would do it that's perfect cover <laughs> oh yeah of course yeah so we just had to hang out in the cafeteria until we had confirmed like oh we can, we have someone picking us up so I have car keys i have a car i was 14 so i didn't have a car so yeah damn yeah they, we got let out in like fucking spurts and stuff to the bus <laughs> like and like again nobody like told you or coordinated that this was happening it's just one day they were like okay guys huddle up <laughs> well it, i pretty much it was like okay somebody's out here shooting people at random so uh we don't need that here yeah, so yeah. let's figure something out and then yeah we just started doing it one day um can you do you guys know the pledge of uh allegiance yeah unfortunately all right like, let's do three two it? one i all pledge right. allegiance allegiance to, to the flag, flag of the united, of the united states, states, states of america, america. so help to the republic for which it stands, which it stands one nation, one nation under, god, under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all. for all no don't clap for that that was sick <laughs> that's sick that. um we don't have anything i know prayer in school but they like that's not a prayer like fuck off yeah yeah but did you have prayer in school well, I went to Catholic school, so yeah. True. I went, I went to, to public school, school, but our soccer team said the Lord's Prayer before every single game, which was weird. It's like Friday Night Lights. Yeah, yeah. that's that's more of like a like a Hollywood thing at that point. Yeah, Ruby Miles, your brother wants to be yeah. up there with you. Did you guys I like mean, have a Rudy? Um. A Rudy, like a little guy that you root for, or a little Rudy guy. Oh, oh! I thought you were saying Rudy, like it was some kind of like high school what drug. Like, you could like oh. sniff something <laughs> or something. Like no, probably. Uh, I don't remember anything about like high school football. You know, it was really big in Canada, and I don't know if you guys had this, but we had something called bush parties where you just take alcohol into the woods. Oh, I've seen Light Candy. I know about this. But yeah, you guys, you guys didn't do that. Oh, no, we had, like, field parties. I mean, now then or, like, after the school year, there would be beach week or something, and, yeah. There was a... There was some land by the river uh, that everybody just called the land, and it was, like, the Polk County, North Carolina equivalent of the club if you were, like, a high schooler. Like, people would get, like, kegs and, like, 
have these big parties where like everything was lit up by a Jeep and they were playing like Lil John and the East Side Boys. Tight. Um, last question, unless John has any. Do y'all fuck with the government more or less now than you did when you were a kid? So much less. Don't even yeah. get me started, man. I'm not trying to get on the watch list. <laughs> um yeah, no. The government or it's like I'm like a I'm like a parent where I'm like I'm the disappointed government. in the government. The government could do better. I'm not like a although taxes not into them. Um uh, don't not a very good ROI on taxes. <laughs> um, so yeah, America, really cool. Congratulations, America, for doing another uh, July Fourth. My only question for the Americans is: uh, Have you guys had a Doritos Cool Ranch Papadillas from Papa John's? I don't even think I've had a Doritos Cool Ranch Tacos Loco. Oh, or you're, you're, you're missing out. I've had the regular Doritos Taco Loco. But Those not good. the Cool Ranch. They're very tasty. That's the only time I will eat a Cool Ranch Dorito is if it's in the taco show. Okay. Like yeah. I, we may have talked about this before, but I am not a ranch guy. I do not understand why that needs to be a thing. But uh, yeah, that Cool Ranch Dorito with all the taco ingredients in one thing is just like, oh, buddy. <laughs> it's pretty good. It, it, it's like the flavor delivery. Yep. Yeah, it's a roller coaster, man. I would like it if they sold Dorito dust or powder or whatever just as its own ingredient. That feels like something they should do in America at every bodega. They should. I mean, maybe they will. The other day at the pharmacy, we noticed that there are now like artisanal Reese's cups that have like oat milk instead of milk chocolate and have like matte packaging and no paper cups because the environment <clears throat> are, these, are these real Reese's or yes like name brand like I'm not saying Reese's the way you would say like band-aid or whatever okay Trey you're gonna hate this but you know where I made a lot of uh, really good Reese's style peanut butter cups that's right in jail I, just, um, I, I that's what you're gonna say and i don't hate it what? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah like if you want to make super, you, you have an anecdote about jail <laughs> you know what also, you're right cut this, also, cut this no, cut. i'm more curious of like how you learn to do this and how you got the ingredients for it and everything this is i don't hate this stuff i'm just wildly curious about it it's just it's just melted chocolate peanut butter and then the crunch that you're getting is actually graham crackers mm. so you mix graham oh. cracker in with the smooth peanut butter and that's oh. what gives you that crunch. Yeah. Is that how they do it for regular Reese's? Honestly, if it, if it isn't, they should start. But it has to be, right? Because there's no way they're using actual peanut butter. That shit's not actual peanut butter. That shit is like mm. a third thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get that. So that... I like, and, I uh, with that. Yeah. yeah. And then you can like uh, vary the, the, the sweetness with icing sugar. But mm. it's super easy. And you make them in little styrofoam cups. Because then you just pop them right out. Instead okay. of making them in like uh, baking trays or muffin trays or anything like that. Slava, okay. I think I've got a really great idea for you, which is a jail Instagram cooking TikTok or, in, or whatever. 
people try to do that. People and like I uh, it doesn't matter if you like your Joe is fucking Lacorda on blue or whatever the fuck and like you're just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no people want to see how to make like a burrito out of ramen they don't want to learn how to just make some shit that Allison Roman can make like, you know? I was just about to say have you ever had a jail burrito it's fucking delicious yeah is a jail burrito just a like pretty good burrito it's a no it's a burrito that you make in a Doritos chip bag. Uh, sorry, you make ramen noodles in a Doritos chip bag. You put other stuff in there and then you tie the bag up real tight and then you put it under your mattress and then you mm. sleep on it overnight and it congeals into like one solid protein bar. That's like ramen noodles and Doritos chips, but with like vegetables and spices. Let the uh, record show that no I am tell me about all this shit. There's no fucking way that's real. No, Maxo Cream out one time I interviewed him, he outlined all this shit for me and he was like, Yo, you never have a bust down spread? I was like, <laughs> No in the prison, so yeah. He was like, Yo, I'm gonna make you one one time. It's like, okay, dude. <laughs> you can just tell me about it. Yeah, haven't haven't seen him since. <laughs> He's still working on it. Um it's just that, He's still that sleeping the- on it, making it get like <laughs> more and more dense. It's like, yeah, I wanna know how to make like a jail Beckermel sauce and stuff. Like, yeah. Um, peanut punch is another really popular one and that's just literally like a garbage bag full of like sweets and milk that everybody pitches in on and then eventually gets to like drink out of the garbage bag Uh, (laughs) uh, wait wait, 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 say that exactly one more time for the viewers at home a garbage bag is the only thing that you can really use to stand in for like a container or a blender right so they take um, a big ass garbage bag double bag it triple bag it whatever pour as much milk as we can get and then like chocolate bars protein bars cookies anything sweet uh you put it in the bag with the milk and then the one big guy just like walks around and like shakes the bag of milk for like hours <laughs> and then everybody who contributed to the peanut punch lines up and they drink some of the brown <laughs> liquid out of this bag and they're like i'm having this time of my life <laughs> and like Oh, I know that smells crazy. Has there ever been a circumstance where <laughs> someone who didn't, who didn't contribute wants to have a sip of your peanut punch? So like, how many it... cases, so many such cases, okay. John. Like There's so many polys around a little the red punch. hen kind of situation. Some people feel like they contributed too much and didn't get enough back. Some people get some who didn't don't deserve any. I see. You know, there's a lot involved. Hierarchy. In yeah. The politics behind peanut punch is. I I did make a that video title. Yeah, the politics of peanut punch. I did make a video, and then someone did thank me for letting them know to beware about the spike baking. Okay, good. Uh, did you guys make ice cream in jail? We just bought ice cream. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. It's like it's it's up in Muskoka. Kawartha Lakes Dairy is right there. Um, so you were getting like, artisanal uh, ice cream? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and like froyo, if you wanted it. Um, I'm going to look up the... Uh, what do you mean if you wanted it? Like, they would just, like, come around the block no. and just be like, hey, we're doing we're doing the Froyo run. Anybody want anything? <laughs> they, apparently, they did used to do that with uh, KFC and Taco Bell back in the day. Like, if the inmates were good, the guards would come around and be like, hey, we'll go grab something for you guys. But they didn't do that when I was there. I'm picturing um, like, the, the Mr. Frosty ice cream song van driving up along the sort of gated wall. Okay, so everyone running out of there. <laughs> just on cows to the gate. 
Um, so here's the Chapman's products that you can get. Dutch, Dutch chocolate, French vanilla, butterscotch, cookies and cream, vanilla with salted caramel, black cherry, moose tracks, Rolo, or sorbet. What's moose tracks? Dude, what? what's moose tracks? Oh, it's awesome. It's like fully loaded Ben and Jerry's. Is that a Canadian thing? I know about moose tracks. It's like mm. it's like if peanut punch were ice cream, basically. <laughs> oh, it's just they're just like throwing the scraps of everything else in. It. It's like here, take it. Yeah, it's like yeah, a it's like and cream, Rocky mix. Road kind of thing. Yeah, trail mix. Okay, it's really good. Um, so actually, I'm now realizing I'm changing my tune on peanut punch. Although I would like the peanut punch refrigerated before I drink it. Well, we'll see what Big Mo says, but okay. Oh, was Big Mo the uh, mixer? When I was there, he was, yeah. Okay. Was this like a point of pride for him? I mean, it was almost like nobody else could make the peanut punch except Big Mo. Like, there, there's like an established hierarchy. And when Big Mo landed on the range, it was just like accepted. Like, Big Mo also got uh, TV controller privileges. Like, he got he kept it in his pocket. The oh, one that, he, like, was, he was just the biggest guy there. He was huge, bro. <laughs> All right, so... Trey, you have alerted us to a disturbing phenomenon in the live music world that involves people throwing shit at other people while the other people are on stage. Can you explain what's going on here? Um, no, I can't because I don't understand what's going on. But like the past, you know, few weeks, months or whatever, they've been very, very fucking weird with people uh, just... So we know about Baby Rexa, right? That's how you pronounce her name? But Baby Rexa? BB. BB Rexa? Yeah, whatever. I don't know who that person is. No disrespect to... Prime Minister of Israel. Rexa. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, somebody threw a phone at her on stage and like hit her in the eye. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude immediately got like pulled over the fucking railing by security. And and when asked about it, he said, I don't know. I just thought it'd be funny. (laughs) Wait, didn't didn't like a rapper get hit with a phone or something recently too? Probably. Okay. Yeah, that I, sounds. I mean, it sounds about right given the current climate. But uh, also, Pink has had two instances where uh, someone threw like I think one of their parents' ashes. Yeah. What? Someone yeah. threw someone else. Ash. This is a little cooler, but they gave her a wheel of cheese. Okay. I mean, as long as the wheel of cheese is not used in like a weapon style, I like that. Did they throw like an urn at her or like? I think was it was it just like, axes. Yeah. Okay, so like my mom loved like LeBron pink. James. <laughs> her, yeah, there's a crazy video of her being like, "Is this your mom?" Oh and, yeah, six, and then, and then six like days ago, mother's ashes on the stage. And she's like, I don't know how to feel about this at all. <laughs> I'm covered in your mom. Yeah. It's, uh, um, okay. Think, but that's the thing. Like, I, I think part of it is we're still giving ourselves excuses for like COVID, post COVID behavior. Like, oh, everybody's being a little weird and shit. It's like, nah, man, we're two years past this. Like, stay your ass in the house if you don't know how to act, you know? <laughs> You don't think it's people living life to the ultimate maximum? Yeah, I'm cool with that as long as it doesn't infringe on anybody else's life. Like, if I'm walking down the street or whatever and you throw a dead person's ashes at me, like, 
What are we allowed to throw? One of us is ashes next, man. That is insane behavior. Throwing hands. Yeah. <laughs> you throw ashes and throwing hands. Um, yeah, exactly. What about tomatoes? Maybe we should just bring back throwing tomatoes at people on stage. Yeah, but that's a negative connotation. I think this person was trying to be positive throwing the ashes, but that's not normal. It's like that's it sounds like like yeah. It sounds like it's like a result of undue exuberance yes. on the fans' part. Yeah. Um, that's, although, that's I feel like this had to be a live nation show because how the fuck do you sneak ashes into a venue? The wheel of cheese I, is more concerning. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, like you actually don't know what could be inside that cheese. Could be some ashes. Mother's cheese. <laughs> yeah, they were in cahoots, those people. Um, well, I'm just imagining like, all right, so here's the... Here's the unambiguous pro case for throwing cheese at a performer. During it might not have been thrown. Let me look at this real quick. Okay. The cheese was okay. placed gingerly upon the stage. And this was like it looks like this was Hyde Park as well in London. The singer can be seen interacting with concert goers at the edge of the stage, smiling and giving air hugs. Uh belting out lyrics to fucking perfect. She eagerly bends down to take an offering from the crowd. A circle of Brie de Mo, which she hugs close to her chest and mouths, I love you. <laughs> they, they crowd surfed it up to the stage from the back. Cheese, yes. Yeah. Ashes, no. I mean, uh, the way I would have stolen that Brie. <laughs> Brie, Brie, Rexa. Um, the, <laughs> the thing with the phone, the, the argument I'll make to be pro phone. Well, I'll make two arguments. First of all, I paid money for this concert and it's my phone. I'll do whatever I want. The second argument is um, it makes for some cool moments when it lands at the concert goer's feet, uh, sorry, the performer's feet, and then they pick it up. That's like a cool TikTok later on. Oh, is that what people are trying to do? Yeah, I've seen it happen with Chris Brown a a bunch of times. Wait, and then he just throws the phone back into the crowd? See, that's my second question is like, then what? Maybe it's like... Would it be funny if the intention was the same the whole time and they just don't like the artist, but Chris Brown is just like misreading the situation? <laughs> Let's say you're an yeah, artist. You know, like maybe that person was trying to give the baby an Adidas shoe because he noticed his left one looked like a little off. <laughs> Wait, someone threw a shoe at the baby? Yeah, this was like a Rolling Loud or two ago. You don't remember this video when he was like, "Who the fuck threw that busted ass book as Adidas?" Which, like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know there was a singular form of Adidas, so that was fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> was it like, I'm just imagining, he and George W. Bush should talk, I guess is my feelings on that. <laughs> Remember the last time you compared George W. Bush to a rapper and how that ended up? <laughs> well, here's the question. If you guys were on a stage performing and a phone landed at your feet, would you feel compelled to return it and find the owner or would you just sort of throw it into the to the audience. I would keep it. You'd keep the phone. <laughs> I keep There's it. There's a third option. <laughs> the smart option. You gave it to me. Fuck you. That's true. I mean, I think it I think it depends on am I like in the process of performing? Yes. Okay. If I'm like if I'm doing some little stage banter in between songs, <clears throat> I'll definitely find it cuz that would be like a funny stage banter thing to do. But I don't know. I might like pretend to eat it. Like, you know, if you take a phone and like with perspective, you can go like, ah, and it right, looks like right, you're right. eating a phone. 
you start doing bits. Yeah. <laughs> well, because then you're on YouTube. It's like, oh, Drew Superstar, whatever your fucking pop star name is, uh, sucks a phone like a dick. <laughs> and then, TMZ. And yeah, no, yeah. You gotta, you know, you gotta be thinking three steps ahead, man. That's, That's why true. I'm taking, I'm taking Trey's idea, and I'm going farther. Okay, I'm, I'm opening their phone. I'm going through their apps. I'm seeing if they have a MetaMask or something like that. That maybe I can funnel some money. Stealing their crypto. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm the tweeting from their entire Coinbase wallet to my shit. But yeah. Absolutely. I'm tweeting from their account. I'm going in their DMs. I'm, I'm you know, doing all the NFTs, whatever stupid shit, because that's the only <laughs> type of person who would do that. Somebody with NFTs, in my opinion. Hmm. That's right. I'm seeing if they want to trade me any Pokemon. I'm opening Venmo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that does seem okay. Venmo yourself from the phone, from the fans' phone, because it's it's opening and it's. I'm assuming it's running a TikTok or whatever, and they huck it at a person. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, at all. Nah, you, yo, you can figure it out with Chase Bank, dude. Like, I'm not. No, nah, that's, <laughs> that's a personal problem at this point. Yeah, if anything, I would have a perfect operation where I would just toss the phone to my DJ, who already has like a little device <laughs> that he uses to like just uh, rip the data from the phone. Yep. What makes you think you have a DJ? You don't even know what kind of band you're in. Are you saying that you're like in like a new metal revival band? Because like, like Slava, you have the beard of a bassist. I think everyone has a DJ at this point, first of all. And I don't know what that well, means. It kind of looks like Shel Silverstein right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that guy also has hairy shoulders, right? If I'm not mistaken. We need more hairy shoulder representation. Shell. Oh, I thought you meant Marcel the Shell. No. No, the who famously does not have shoulders, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's his whole thing. Marcel the Shell with shoulders. <laughs> oh, shoes. Never mind. Um, I will say that like in 2011, I went to a Dipset concert. It was like when they were doing their reunion stuff. They've done a million reunions, but it was like one of their first ones. And when Joel Santana was doing like his solo songs, women were throwing underwear at him, except he was like, I mean, he probably was only like 36 or 37, but he also just had like a lean gut. And, but it was like, they were like throwing their underwear out of nostalgia for when Joel Santana was super hot or something. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, Mick Jagger looks like the scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz, and he still goddamn gets some underwear thrown at him. Yeah. But that's, like, yeah. extra underwear that they brought with them, right? I would assume so. Yeah, they're not going to the bathroom at that age. <laughs> it's it's interesting that the underwear is socially acceptable, but the phone is like, don't do that. That's right. That's- and you could spread more uh, disease with the underwear. Like that's your you stinking take out a fucking eye with the phone. Pan- well, you yeah. can take, you take out an eye with the pink, the pink eye. Yeah, <laughs> you get back to the tour bus. All right, all right fair, you know, touche. You guys are right on that one. But I'll say, a phone. Emily's phone like fell on my foot last week, and from like three feet, it was like on a bed, and I like moved some blankets, and it fell and hit me directly on the foot and i could not i wouldn't stop bleeding for like 30 minutes it hurt what yeah you ever dropped a phone on like your bare foot dude i like i we must have different phones i wouldn't cut me open but yeah like yeah it would hurt i hear that it would hurt 
No, it the right to get corner. Also, yeah. like, does, Emily, does Emily have a case on her phone? Is she raw dogging it out here? She's got a case. But I think what happened is it hit me in the part of the case that like encapsulates encapsules the speaker. And so oh. it was a natural, hard, sharpish edge. Mm-hmm. Is it really awkward? Yeah. Luckily, my cousin has kids, and so she had a bunch of Band-Aids on her. Oh, yeah. How was the beach trip, dude? Uh, It was pretty good. Like I said earlier, the dogs ate some crabs. Um, Outer Banks of North Carolina, super cool. Um, I think the rapper Ill Bill lives there, but I did not find him. And... It's also interesting because they sort of the locals there, it has a local culture unlike something like Myrtle Beach, South Carolina or whatever, or like the Gulf Shores in Alabama, where it's just like a tourist destination. And everyone there like only listens to Sublime and bands whose only influence is Sublime and other bands influenced by Sublime. What's Sublime? I don't. I know what Sublime is, but I don't know shit about them. Sublime is a punk reggae band from late '80s to mid '90s. Who their influences were like The Descendants, KRS-One, like obscure reggae and ska and shit. And they. This is one of the most insane fucking list of influences I've ever heard in my life. They don't yes. look Jamaican. No, they're, they're from Long white. Beach. Yeah, they're white yeah. dudes from Long Beach. I'm going to look and them up. How many of them have dreads? Zero. None. They look like West Coast Beastie oh, Boys. Refreshing. Okay. That's yeah. Refreshing. Oh, another of their big influences was uh, like Paul's Boutique. Um, oh, so this is like some ska revival shit. They revived the ska. Okay. Well, this or is it was like Santeria. Yeah. I don't practice Santeria. It's no, like that's a song from Saints Row. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The oh, music. That's, oh, that song kind of yeah. goes. That song kind of goes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a band that, like, for most people stays in high school. Um, but since we were at the beach and every business we went into was playing sublime style music, I like listened to it a lot. And I was like, damn, they have a descendants cover. That's kind of cool. And like, I don't know. Uh, it's like super, the music is not good. Uh, Apparently but they covered Lana. No, Lana covered them. She covered summertime and the living's easy. Oh, that's them. That's a good song. Yeah, it's like a weird thing where like they're they have like a lot of horrifying songs, but then also a lot of like really sort of good iconic songs. Um so they're like if Eminem was the Beach Boys. Yeah, yeah. Plus okay. like and they also kind of blew up at a very specific time that was like post Nirvana and post Kurt Cobain's death. And it was, they were briefly positioned as like the next Nirvana. But then. Back back when they were just like giving record contracts to anybody who had like a guitar and kind of sang kind of funny. 
Exactly. Yeah. And they were like, oh, wow, I guess this is the new weird way that people sing now. And they had them, they like got them the butthole surfers producer or something. And they recorded a record. And then like two weeks before it comes out, Bradley Knoll, the lead singer, guitarist guy dies of a heroin overdose. And then the record comes out. No one realizes he's dead, even though he's not in any of the music videos. (laughs) And the record sells 10 million copies. That's Diamond, right? Yeah, it is Diamond. So then, and then they told people after the album came out that the guy died, or they just kept it a secret and people still don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually breaking the news right now. Um, No, I mean, they were like, they were like, yeah, Brad's dead. Um, But like, you got to remember the information ecosystem was not as it is now, where like everyone found out that he was dead. Yeah, it was like, you have to read. Yeah, it's like you have to read an issue of Rolling Stone and happen to see a mention of him dying in the issue or whatever. Um, But yeah, there's like an entire ecosystem of bands that are like white dudes doing reggae poorly. uh, That is the main legacy of Sublime at this point, sadly. Isn't there a band, I'm trying to think, I think it's the Gwen, like where Gwen Stefani came from? Is that NoFX? No Doubt. No, no. no Doubt, sorry. No doubt, yeah. um, is that a similar thing? Kind of like a ska kind of thing? Going they on were more like horns-based ska, right. like faster-paced. Yeah. Although they were in the same scene and used to like sing duets together. Do you guys know about a band from Canada called Magic? Aha! That is I do actually because one time on a job interview, it was at like a tech startup or whatever. <laughs> and uh yeah, the topic of music came up or whatever, and I was like, Yeah, and the guy interviewed me was like, Oh, you seem pretty knowledgeable. Have you ever heard this band magic? I was like, Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are they good? And he just got very quiet and it was like I did not get that job. Uh, did you do your homework after to find out whether or not they were? No, right? I, didn't, I didn't care. I was going to learn about magic if I got hired. Like that's, I only got so many. <laughs> so. Um, magic. So everything that Drew just said about Sublime, pretty much could be said about the band Magic too. They're just Canadian, and also with all of the like jagged edges as well as the personality sanded off. Well, they have longer hair but not dreads. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're like, a, they're all from Toronto, which means they're kind of like, like they don't really have like a core personality as much as they just like are a reflection of trends. Right. So, um, signed, they won the Juno twice and, uh, yeah, they have that hit song rude. Um, and that's really been it since 2014 for them. <laughs> <laughs> I their lead singer is named Nazri. I know he is. And He's got a Madonna thing where it's just a first name. Yeah, I think I ran an interview with him, maybe by Jeremy Gordon. I want to say, and Nazri was the least personality having person that I've ever edited an interview with. 
Yeah, they all look like pickup. Real quick, but um, are they spelled like how you would spell magic? Because I'm Googling magic band and all is coming up is like some Disney World shit. Oh, sorry. You have to put an exclamation point after magic. Oh, okay. Obviously. I thought that went without saying uh, about how excited we were. Ah, it's, it's, still the, it's still the Disney shit, magic bands. But, yo, they, they need to work on their SEO, goddamn. Try magic, magic Canadian magic. Band. It's probably going to be a link to goddamn Disney <laughs> Canadian online store. Let's see. <laughs> That's crazy how they just own the word magic in. Uh, oh, no, here we go. Here we go. Oh, oh, I can see why these guys ain't done shit since 2014. <laughs> no disrespect. I think he wore like a like a really specific hat or like one of them did. That's Jamiroquai. Yeah, okay. You got, you got magic in Jamiroquai. <laughs> yeah, <confused. laughs> it happens all the time. <laughs> Oh, did you see that? We could cut this, but did you see Matt Walsh tweet? He's like, I took my son fishing today and he insisted on wearing a top hat. And some gay guy on Twitter was like, who's going to tell him? (laughs) (laughs) All right. right, But, you know, these these guys look pretty close to. Okay, so there's some hats involved. It's not like any signature hats, but there are some hats, but they're never really the same hat. I'm looking at Fedora. I had a couple beanies. What's Sublime's hat deal? Uh, they didn't wear hats. They all had like buzz cuts because they were like surfers. And you can't uh, tour, yeah, Sublime's on tour right now with Slightly well, Stupid. My question is, would you go see them perform now that you've had your beach house vacation and had your your ears full of Sublime and Sublime-esque music? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Sublime reformed with uh, a guy named Rome Ramirez, who was either like a giant Sublime fan they like found on MySpace or like the singer of a Sublime cover band or something. And they got him into the band so they could do like a reunion show. And then they were just like, we're going to start making albums and touring and performing a mix of sublime with Rome songs and just regular sublime songs. So it's like, they're both a cover band of themselves and a different band. Okay. Sure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell that, Everyone loves talking about Sublime as much as I do. <laughs> All right. It's like, what's, uh, what's like other, what do you think are like other genres equivalents of Sublime? Magic. What I mean, do you maybe, mean? maybe not even like, you know, stylistically or whatever, but just energy wise, like what's other genres? I think if you're really into metal or progressive metal, Tool is kind of that band that you'd listen to in like high school. Um, where they kind of give you that same it's it's like sublime-esque where it's very like uh what am i getting at here or like for bands it's like an off-ramp for bands yeah where they're heavily influenced by the band and they accidentally start their own style of music oh so big sean yeah, Big Sean. Um, that Absolutely not. What are you talking about? Why would you agree with that? No, Big Sean invented <laughs> that Michigan. <laughs> Big Sean invented 
hashtag rap or punchline. He invented hashtag rap. It definitely wasn't just punchline rap. He's notably the first person to ever use a punchline on a track. Yeah. Yes. No one had thought to make a joke. No, uh, no, the pun it was different. Hang on. Like let's shoot let's shoot him some bail, but what he was doing was a little bit different. Because when Drake made fun of him, you knew he who who he was making fun of when he said, uh, all you guys are boring me, paint drying. That's not like a, a punchline, right? That's literally like a hashtag. Yeah. It's although, just different. Although wasn't Big Sean, if he wasn't on, I don't know, that was from Take Care, right? Uh, yeah, that song, yeah. Big Sean was on the next album. Uh, no, he was on two albums after. Drake was um, on Big Sean's album. Drake was on Big Blessings, right? Yeah. And then Big Sean was on the Kanye song. No, actually, you know what? We're going to have to cut this because we're going to sound... Like, we don't know what we're talking about. But, yeah, Big Sean, whatever. It doesn't matter if we know what we're talking about in regards <laughs> Big to Big Sean. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does not, man. If, well, if we I, did know what we were talking about, if we were Big Sean experts, that would lessen our credibility. I think so. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I saw a tweet on, on um, it said that 21 Savage is rapidly approaching Big Sean territory. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think he could ever do that, really. Yeah, no, Big Big Sean has Big Sean's like got his own Vatican situation going on with his flow where it's like <laughs> Yeah, it's a thing there, but like nobody's gonna let you make another Vatican, you know? And like Twenty One Savage's voice is really a great sort of like instrument in and of itself. Like it has like you listen to it and you're like, this is no matter what this person is saying, this is compelling. That's like right. if, any, if anything, twenty one's like getting closer to Gucci territory, where it's like, okay, this is the thing you do. Yeah, twenty one yeah. when he came out was closer like Jeezy, where it was more the voice and the delivery than it was the punchlines. But then ever since then, he started like rapping better and actually singing. So he's yeah, definitely beyond what he started off as. He's grown as a rapper, whereas Big Sean is just uh, dating Janae Iko. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like what are we at like day ten thousand of Big Sean or whatever? Like this has been the same one since day one. <laughs> That's a good point, and I forgot about the whole singing thing because I do like when Twenty One Savage does that singing thing on his some of his music. Um, I mean, so we mentioned Drake a second ago. Do you guys know about Drake's poetry book? No, nah, but I want to go smoke a joint before we talk about this because I haven't even clicked the link you sent through, and I just want to be like perfectly. I want to be as high as I'm going to need to be to read this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, Trey. Might never get the chance again. Trey, are you appropriately stoned to go over Drake's poetry book? Yeah, I clicked the link. Like, let's get into this shit. All right. So I hate Drake, the cover too, by the way. Like, let's just talk about that first off. Yeah, it's very hipster runoff meets uh meets spinal tap. It is called Titles Ruin Everything. A Stream of Consciousness by Kenza Samir and Aubrey Drake Graham. The cover is Facebook Blue, and the title is in Helvetica. 
And Facebook white. And Facebook white, yes. So already we're hearkening back to, you know, the Facebook over everything era in which Drake came up, which is always a great sign. Um, and it looks like he's going to, there's an album to accompany this book release. Yeah. And how, how much money has Mark Zuckerberg put, like, you know, behind this? It really depends on whether he owns the copyright to that shade of blue. Actually, you know what? I know we're joking around here, but Trey might be onto something because this album got pushed oh, yeah, back. I wasn't joking around. Yeah. <laughs> the album got pushed back. It was supposed to come out two weeks ago. It got pushed back for Thug. And then everyone was wondering why it didn't come out last week. So maybe it comes out this week. But you know what else comes out July 6th? Uh, the new Facebook social media platform, Threads. Yeah. Wait, what is Threads? Uh, I think that's what Drake's like Twitter's failing, and they're like, okay, we're going to have it to Twitter now. Wow. Okay, yeah. It's all it's all connected. Um, pulling it through. From this initial review, it says it's just like a collection of Instagram posts. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's just like Instagram post captions and shit. Like, yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, as I if mean, Drake's music has ever been anything other than that. I mean, yeah, yeah. it did... All of these poems are two lines and they all fucking suck. Uh, here we go. There are two types of women in this world. Women who like giving head and women who I don't like. Bars. So, and the visual, the visual here is this is two sentences on like a big book page. So it's like one sentence and then another and then you flip the page. Yeah, I think it's going to be the thumbnail for this episode, honestly. <laughs> well, there are a lot of other... To like, there are two types of women in this world. Women who like giving head and women who don't read Nursey. And, uh, yeah. It's like <laughs> and Drake. What is this? They're like... It's like... Oh, it's this like is some... I can't read the signs, hon. I left my glasses at home. <laughs> it's like fortune cookies. <laughs> yeah. What's mine is mine, not yours. Heart included. That one is literally a Big Sean <laughs> hashtag rap poem. This is the shittiest coffee table book I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I'm not going to scroll down yet to find out how much it costs. Don't spoil this for me. It's already um, sold out. My therapist told me I need to stop listening to what people tell me. But if I take her advice, wouldn't I be listening to what people tell me? That's holy holy shit. Oh, you anxiety, but you have an iPhone, man. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're thugging. Or, oh, you're oh, not no, thugging. You're kidding. One sided beef is not beef. It's chicken. You know. That's I never also. About, I've never thought about it that way. He might be onto something with that one. I'm just going to crib a line here directly from the article. A not insignificant number of the 168 pages are half blank. That's wow. another way of saying half are full. <laughs> Having trouble figuring out if you're a devil missing a horn or a unicorn. That's just a Oh, no, that's clever. That, I like, get that. No, because like, okay, let me, okay. They have devils have two horns, right? So yep. do cow though. So does steer. Yeah. I need to think about this more. Okay. 
well, maybe this will stimulate your brains. If jumping to conclusions was an Olympic sport, you wouldn't have just won my heart. You would have won gold. First of all, there's a grammatical error there. It should be were, not was. And second of all, fuck this. <laughs> fuck this poem. Um, Drake is turning 37 years old in a few months. This is a, what's the video? It's like, bro, you're 36. Like, <laughs> Yeah, this is crazy. And it's like, only but- some unemployed hoe trying to work my nerves. <laughs> what? If, all right, man. This sounds you like... Have a, you have a child. Yeah, that's right. And you know what else is really funny about this is like in the Instagram announcement, uh, someone said, "Oh, I forgot what like they, what author they compared him to." He's like, "No, nah, don't call me that. If anything, call me Tay K Rowling," which is such like a what? bad read <laughs> of the culture in two directions. <laughs> oh my god! Because it's like October twenty fourth, nineteen eighty six. October 24th, 1986. Is where, yeah, I just like typed Drake birthday into the Google bar because I had to make sure he was older than me. That's we crazy. Yeah, on he, Nersey. he would come on Nersey with this content. No, I don't even want him, honestly. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Drake is banned from the pod. Yeah, you're, by, you're banned, buddy. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, like, dude. Oh, man. You do that also, shit over like, on throwing fits. Also, like, you couldn't come up with, like. Off. Yeah, goddamn. He doesn't have someone who in on his payroll who can just tell him like, no, say your core Mac 10 McCarthy or something. That would have been good. It was Tay K Rowling. And then the other one was like Rob, uh, Aubrey Munch. Do you guys know oh, who Robert oh, Munch is? Oh, okay. Real quick. The Tay K Rowling. Um, does he not know about everything going on there? I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. I think that was Tay-K, what Slava was mean, getting right? at. I, I think everybody's pretty well aware of what's going on with Tay K. I'm talking about the rowling. Aubrey, yeah, no, well, Tay K is notably more famous than uh, the author of the Harry Potter series. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm talking about the latter. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe he, maybe this is like, you know, sometimes he does a little um, wink and a nod. To the other side of the spectrum, you know, maybe That's he's true. not like as... he, when he wears plaid shirts. Sure, yeah, I was thinking when he made fun of Meg the Stallion, but yeah, that works too. That too, yeah. Um, but do you guys know who Robert Munch is? Because. That's like a very famous Canadian author, and he said, "You can either call me Tay K Rowling or Robert Munch." And that's like such a stretch that you could tell that he was proud of that pun. This is a children's book author? Yeah, exactly. And okay. But he's like huge in Canada. Like we wrote him a letter when I was in grade four and he wrote us back. He's like the best. He's like oh, our this doctor. Is dude, this is the dude who wrote Love You Forever? Oh, that's the one that broke out in America? Oh, no, he's a legend. He's a legend, yeah. Yeah. He could have called himself Shell Silverstein with two L's. Like anything. I don't even know poem poetry and poets very well. But there's so many Why am I off fucking mind? ones. Also, J.K. Rowling isn't really a poet. Yeah. There's so many things wrong with this. Slava has... Oh. No, sorry, I'm back. Well, why would he go shell Silverstein? Like, gun shells? 
Because Tay-K killed a guy, so oh, he doesn't like care. Shell casing Silverstein. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what about like a rupee car pun? Um, actually, let's just do Charles Bukowski. Rupee foreign car. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Charles Bukowski. Uh, Barls Bukowski. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh. The me of like ten years ago would have been all over this, but I I'm I'm out of practice. Uh, Kurt I, inner guts. <laughs> Lord Lord Byan. There we go. There we That's go. Uh, Trillium Wordsworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah that works. That works. That works. <laughs> Drake, Drake is notably obsessed with Houston rap. Like, yeah, this works. Yeah. This is really uh, a segment that only Nerzy could do. Yeah. Yes. The stuff you be saying on those apps says a lot. If I didn't know how to keep my comments to myself, I'd be commenting. STFU. Oh, wait, no. It would be, it's, I'd be commenting STFU. This is... I put in implied punctuation there. That's um, not a poem. This isn't a book of poetry. Swimming in regret is not cardio. No one claims <laughs> it was. No one claims it was Aubrey. It's uh, a mean, yo shout out shout out a beam, but um a beam who writes for goddamn uh passion wise. When he did like the last artist of the decade thing like a few years ago, he pointed out that like Drake is responding to criticisms that no one ever really makes of him. Yes. Yeah, it's like, like nobody really thinks Drake is working, isn't working hard enough, you know? Yeah. No one's or ever like, made but Drake feels like he has to respond to that shit. But yeah. Some or like on I'm on he's one. Like, he's raps Lena Dunham, dude. <laughs> well, why does everybody hate me? <laughs> I will say this is like Jules' book of poetry was better than this. Jewel Santana? No, Jewel, the singer-songwriter who lived in a van. Yeah, Jewel Santana. No, no, he just toured in a van. Um, different things. I have no idea who, the, who you're talking about. Jewel, I don't... She was like, like a singer-songwriter singer? in the... Oh, guitar Jewel. Jewel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah guitar Jewel. Jewel. Last for so long. That one? That Jewel. Maybe okay. I don't know any of her songs, but the fact that she's been doing it this long, I, I'm really inspired by it. I thought you were saying Jules, and so I heard it like a nickname for like a Juliana or a Julia or some shit. Oh no, no, no! Although okay. speaking of poets, that was Allen Iverson's rap nickname. What Jules? Yeah, J E W E L Z. That's better than Tay K Rowling. Yeah. Even Aubrey Frost. Like, okay, no, we're, we're playing a little bit of this real quick. Hold on. I be the show, make a room, shaking, shaking it down. I be the nigga with a high profile. Everybody, come on. We be the shakers with a crazy style. Showing everybody how to enjoy a crazy wow. Okay. That's like, raps if, like that's like if Will Smith was on Bad Boy Records. Because like, I expected Diddy to be doing like that. And like, yeah. Yeah, that was like, I remember like, 
when he put that song out, there was like a huge uproar that it was like too violent or something. But it's just like, yeah, it's like he wants to be on Bad Boy. <laughs> Who's your favorite NBA rapper of all time? Uh... I mean, Shaq has a really good song called No Hook with the RZA and Method Man. That might be my favorite NBA rap song. Lamelo um, Ball. He has a song called Get Off. Or, sorry, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. And I still play that song on my playlist. It's called Get Off. It's good. Okay. You know who had bars? Steven Jackson. Yeah, I believe it. Port Arthur? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Daniel House from the 76ers is a pretty good rapper, but his music is not available on, like, the American Apple Music, which is very strange. That's okay. Do you know how which... Did, did you hear it, then? it was briefly available, and I listened to it, and then they took it down, I think, because he started getting playing time. Right. Yeah, okay, so not necessarily rap, but you know who's actually a pretty half-decent NBA artist? Serge Ibaka. Let's hear it. Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. I heard yeah. he's a singer. Yeah. yeah. The boy be crooning a little bit. Really? Yeah. Hope. Does he get raunchy, though? I think we're about to find out. He better be talking about. Yeah, so I'm, about I'm about to play his hit song, uh, "Fucking You on the Highway." What? Um, <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Nah, it's uh. So here's his one song called "Song for You." Okay. I've been so many places in my life and time. Sung a lot of songs. I made some bad rhymes. That's really that was good. improbably good. Yeah, <laughs> like that wasn't even like Avante level. You know what the problem is? Is R and B is just bad now. So yeah, that's better than like um, Rent Fires or uh, oh, ooh, ooh, That's a claim. That's a claim. Just because you made that one song about being from DC. Um, <laughs> No, Brent Fias and, and Giveon, they 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 don't sing well. So when you hear someone sing technically well, you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. If that if Victor Oladipo was in a church and you didn't know it was Victor Oladipo, you'd be like, yeah, whatever, great. It, it's nothing special. It's fine. I mean, I would see a Victor Oladipo Tiny Desk concert. <laughs> I, you know what? Let him have it. Let yeah. Him have it. They just gave Juvenile one. It was incredible. Well, that's juvenile. that's juvenile. Yeah, it was a. This is a man who changed the trajectory of rap music in this country. Yes, and it was like, also a juvenile and many fresh, tiny desk. I still and haven't like, like. Yeah, I still haven't had the chance to watch it. But like, what songs do they perform? Like, back that ass up. They do that twice. He brings in <laughs> some members of the like New Orleans Philharmonic to help him do that. Um, he does, uh, he does 400 degrees. He does ha, um, he does the one with soldier slim whose name is escaping me right now. Yeah. He does slow motion. 
he does Manny Fresh like randomly does a couple parts of Bling Bling. Um and he also like goes into the audience during the second performance of Back That Ass Up and is like shimmying while he does the dick bandit line. <laughs> um also Manny Fresh went nuts. He's like playing fucking like New Orleans style jazz piano while singing into a vocoder. They've got like a horn section that is tuned the way like a New Orleans funeral horn section. Or like a second tuned. line or yeah, yeah. Like it's like flat almost but in like an intentional way Mm -hmm. um it's really really cool and they also are like clearly having such a good time that it makes like the raunchiness of the songs almost feel like quaint yeah man yeah i can't wait to watch this i'm gonna watch this after this it's really good um well, the good news is that Victor Oladipo is about to have a lot of time to work on his singing because he got traded to Oklahoma again. Well, I mean, that makes sense from like a from like a mentorship standpoint, because their average age is like 12. Although I mean, they got a bunch of Victor Timothy Chalamet playing over there. You need some veteran presence, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Fuck on the Highway. And if he, he's six, so he can't do a tiny desk because he can't fit in there. Yeah, he would just need a normal size desk. It's a tiny desk. I mean, he could stand on the desk. Also, Noisy.com's Dan Ozzy once did an investigative feature proving that the tiny desk is not that tiny. It's just a regular sized desk. Oh, fuck. Yeah. What the fuck? They fucking, those fuckers. It's, it's one of the better articles that website ever published. Yes. It's just like you're scrolling down and like big block quotes. It's like, actually, it's a pretty normal sized desk. It's <laughs> God a damn job. it. I got to check that article out. Fuck. You hurry. Um, it might not be up for longer. Yeah, man. George Soros might see that and be like, no. Nah, his son, <laughs> his son <laughs> seems like a fucking stereotypical vice guy. A guy who would come up to you at a party and be like, bro, you work for vice, bro. I fucking love vice, bro. That's his son, and that's the guy who owns the company now. That means that all our stuff is intact. Don't worry. It's not going anywhere. Okay. Um, Have you guys been following the Tyler Hero saga? Tell me about it, in case I haven't. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That was such a smooth smooth podcast move. It made me crack up. Um, So he is most likely going to get traded and everyone has only been talking about or to the extent that people are talking about him they're just talking about which team he is going to get traded to as salary filler and likely replaced with dame lillard and he's not taking it well he first took uh the fact that he plays for the miami heat out of his instagram bio And then this evening he posted a IG that says, um, uh, the caption is, have you ever had your heroes sit you down and give you the guide? Have you ever spoken something into existence or do you just talk about other people's lives? 
stop giving me advice. And then the pictures are of him wearing sunglasses at night. And then the final picture is like a family guy style image of a thumbs up. But the thumb is, has a hand coming out of it, giving people the finger. Yeah, I'm looking at this right now. How did, where did that come from? Oh, did he make it himself or was it provided to him? I assume he has like an in-house family guy style illustrator uh, on his <laughs> payroll. Okay. So it's him in like this weird sepia. Or maybe that's just like how Miami restaurant lighting is. He says, have you ever <laughs> yeah, had your this heroes? Is no offense, but this is not the best fit I've seen. No, he's definitely. Yeah. This is another reason why it seems like he's not doing well with all this trade talk because he's not putting that he's not shit dripping. On. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, he has an indie car jack. Well, he's from Wisconsin. He's twenty three. Like, give him a fucking break, you know. Yeah. Um, also, this one very very dimly lit one that looks like a fucking young lean album cover is very funny to me. Yes, like the and then the very there. the very stylized follow up photo. Oh, yeah, well, he's basically, like, with these sunglasses still in DVS this whole drip. Yep. Yeah, he does look like DVS. Oh, my God. Yeah, shout out DVS. Big fan of the uh, pod, man. Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, like, yeah, this is him, like, doing a shitty DVS costume. Yeah. He's, yeah, I want him to come to the Philadelphia 76ers. Like, it just seems really funny because he's, like, a himbo guy. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of tough talk for someone who's going to be Joe Harris in like another two years. I don't know, man. He's, uh, no, they'll, teams will find something for him to do. He's too pretty. Yeah, Joe Harris, got he gets money. Yeah. J.J. Reddick got money. Jason Capono probably out there getting money right now. <laughs> I'm going to find out where yeah. Jason Capono's playing right now. That guy had like broadcaster hair. I mean, Tyler Hero has Zoolander hair. Honestly, it's just the it's the fucking Jack Harlow song. I just can't forgive that. I mean, if I were Tyler Hero, I would not forgive him because he wore a Boston Celtics jacket during mm. game seven. Mm. Dude, Tyler Hero's Instagram is so fucking funny. <laughs> okay, yes. Have you ever had your Tyler hero sit you down and give you the guide? <laughs> <laughs> he, how, how, how tall is he? Hold on. He is you want to fight him, eh? I can tell. I, I, can tell. <laughs> no, I don't want to fight him. It's just like, it feels like these are clothes that like somehow his height, they should be tight on him at the biggest size and they're baggier than like if I ordered like a fucking XL or some shit. Mm. I mean, the Doritos Papadia was my idea. They were coming back full circle. Wow. Yeah, he is wearing a t shirt that says that on his Instagram. You got an Armani ad? Is this real? Yeah. He also has his own line of underwear. I saw a TikTok that said Chris Jenner came up with that. Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm playing this ad. These are my buzzer beaters. Definitely the beach. I love being at the beach. <laughs> like Aqua's a joke. No offense, you know I love the score. What's up? 
I mean, he got paid like a quarter million dollars for that. He's he's perfect. He loves the beach. Like, how can um, you? He loves also, chilling at the beach. Yeah, he's a meter ninety six, and he's, he's he weighs eighty eight kilos, so he's not that little. This feels like down down, but for basketball. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, <laughs> it feels like what for basketball? Like East Bound, like this is like if Danny McBride had, if East Bound and Down was about basketball, like Danny McBride would have been playing a Tyler Hero type. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this dude is like doing workouts wearing a beanie. The, the big ass Milwaukee Brewers tat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I don't fucking love this guy. He looks like. <laughs> Yeah, like bringing it back to another episode, man. Uh, he's got big Jack Grealish vibes. He does, right. yes, yes. Huge Jack Grealish vibes connection. Yeah. And like, yeah, he uh, he cheated on his Instagram model girlfriend with another Instagram model um, during the NBA bubble. And then his right. Instagram model girlfriend cheated on him with someone else. Uh, and it was like a team and the guy was like on a team that like the heat were about to play. Uh, uh-huh. That was really good. But I mainly, mean, like, yeah, he cheats with a colleague. She cheats with a colleague. It sounds like everybody's even. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where, where we go from here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> He that should go fair. play for Houston. He should go play that's under cheating. Ime Udoka. <laughs> that seems no one's gonna have fun there. Like everybody's Houston, gonna have fun there. All of the like returning Houston players are about to be in for an incredibly rude awakening where they're like not allowed to be like hungover at practice anymore. Is was that Ime's vibe? Ime is like I thought he was like a hard ass. I heard he was not a hard ass, but uh, he was a little bit of a a playboy. Yes, I don't really understand why they are hiring, why they hired him, other than like uh, I'm starting to think that the NBA might not care about the well being of women as much as they say they do. I, I, I can't believe it. <laughs> It's such a weird cultural fit, though, because you're like, okay, we're gonna, we have all these young guys in Houston, we're gonna give them some leadership. Let's get Ime Udoka, Dylan Brooks, <laughs> and Fred VanVleet. <laughs> I mean, Fred seems like I mean, a good guy. No, Fred is sick, but he's five seven. <laughs> hey, my dad's five seven. He went to the NBA too, so you know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, what, 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 what do you say of Muggsy Bogues? You know, oh, yeah. Actually. My dad was, he did, he got a grad degree at Wake Forest, which is where Muggsy Bogues went. And he was Muggsy Bogues' TA. He actually got a graduate degree in drama. And his like TA thing was like being the head of like the sets during plays and like rehearsals and like being in charge of the guys who like moved the sets on and off the stage. Apparently that was a class that you could take. And so all the basketball players took that class and he had Muggsy Bogues. Man, I thought you were going to tell us like Muggsy Bogues played Othello one year or some <laughs> shit. 
<laughs> That's kind of a I, yeah. All right. I mean, I could just lie. All right. Listen, Muggsy Bogues played Othello. Um, and he also played. Uh, the music man. He played. Yeah. Yeah. He, the he was the one. Yeah. West yeah. Side Story. He, yeah. He, he was, was all the cats and cats. It was all the cats. Uh, you know, trouble that starts with a T, that rhymes with a P, and that stands for uh, turnover, which starts with a T. Are you? I also love how we've named like more places he possibly could have been involved in. <laughs> like, he like he like deferred like his uh, rookie year in the league. Like, nah, man, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go do goddamn rent, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't. You can't draft me. You know that's how oh, something. Yeah, no, man, only three months, man. We're just finishing up like fucking Miss Saigon. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's an insane amount of plays that you guys just know off the top of your head. I just want to note. That was really impressive. Yeah, that's like I a mean, very American thing. Like Americans I mean, we, can keep, we can keep going if you want, man. Especially if we bring a ballet, bro. We're talking about some motherfucking nutcracker. Yeah. Well, that doesn't Swan, count. Yeah. Swan Lake. Okay, well, fiddler on the roof, motherfucker. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That oh works. Oh my god, fiddler on the roof. So, damn Banger. Yankees. Banger. You guys heard of Hamilton? I what the fuck yes. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, not to be a wet blanket, but I have to go to bed. Okay, um, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I think we've covered some pretty good ground here, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is a good one. Um, so this has been Nerzy, the number one podcast about plays that Muggsy Bogues could have been in. Uh, I have been Drew. What? Fences. Fences. Oklahoma. Where the wind comes from. What, crashing down the plane? Or? Guys and dolls. Guys and dolls, yeah. Yeah, Grease. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Yep, Grease. Yep, they did. Yep. I know your image of me is what I hope to be.